0: Hello and welcome to the Kiss the Wild podcast with your host Kristen Wright. This is the space to unpack cultural scripts, narratives and conditioning that are keeping you from living the juiciest version of yourself. You can expect conversations and thought-provoking ideas to help you reclaim your whole self in of the bedroom. Let's get started. All right, all right, all right. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Kiss the Wild. I am your host, Kristen Wright super stoked to have you here for today's episode we are going to talk about how to talk to your partner about sex so it's a juicy conversation i'm super excited to share what i know in this episode but first i just want to say i had an email this week from someone who listens to the podcast and they just shared some of their takeaways what really landed for them And I just want to say, I really appreciate that. I love hearing from you guys. I love knowing what's, you know, really connecting for you, what's helpful or what you want to hear more of. So please, if there's a topic that you'd like me to address, if there's something that, you know, you deeply resonated with, don't hesitate to shoot me an email, kristin, K-R-I-S-T-I-N at sexloverevolution.com. Let's get into today's conversation. So, I don't know, for some reason, it's much harder to talk about sex than it is to actually have sex, right? And I'm not sure if this is because, you know, often maybe what we're bringing to the table is related to so much more than just the sex itself. You know, for example, a lack of desire, can be attached to years of built-up resentment, or it's that we have our own, you know, everyone has their own sort of conditioning when it comes to sex or messaging that they've received from the family they grew up, you know, maybe they saw their own parents sweeping things under the rug, and so it just doesn't feel normal to talk about. And I know in the beginning, sex can seem like such a natural and normal occurrence that it's hard to imagine ever needing to discuss it, but I want to assure you right now that bumps in the road are a super normal part of being in a relationship long term. But this conversation isn't just for the long term lovers in the house. It's really important, you know, if you're jumping into something with someone, having these conversations early can be really, really helpful for keeping the dialogue open, right? Like, it's important to begin having these conversations, and you can do that. You can begin the conversation by talking about contraceptive preferences, uh, sexual preferences, that sort of thing. Actually, at the end of this, I will share a couple of, you know, conversation topics that a person can... You know incorporate into a greater conversation with their partner when they're talking about sex okay (laughs) there's probably an easier way to say that anyways um you know i do know that a willingness to have these conversations and to dive in to talk about what you want and need or to share your fantasies a willingness to update your sex life a commitment to your sex life is key to keeping it vibrant and alive. It's key to your sexual thriving. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So if you're going to talk about sex with your partner, first things first, timing is truly everything. So you don't want to spring this conversation on your partner You don't wanna have it for the first time when you're both naked and vulnerable in the bedroom. I mean, there are definitely things that you can talk about in those moments, but if you are having like a big conversation for the very first time, and I mean, not even for the first time, if it's a bigger conversation where you really wanna share some needs and really, or maybe unpack some things, choose a time to talk when you can both be present and choose a time like save it for a neutral conversation. So you want to choose a day when emotions aren't high or that, you know, like sometimes, you know, there's those days maybe if, if you're in long-term partnership where, you know, those days it's like you're kind of riding each other a little bit, nitpicking here and there, and it's like tensions are a little bit high. If that, if you've like set aside a day and that's going on, don't have a sex talk that day. You know, don't, if the day's been long and stressful, I would also park the conversation. So you kind of want to make sure that it's a neutral day and you want to check in ahead of time. So before you chat, you want to make sure that you're both in the right headspace, that you're able to receive one another, you know, in communication and that you're able to create a safe and secure environment for one another. So that's really key. Like you don't want to say things that will undermine the security or safety in your relationship. And when we have these conversations, it's not about criticizing our partner's performance. So we really want to be aware of our communication style. We really want to delve delve into nonviolent communication practices. So, nonviolent communication is noticing when what you're sharing is aggressive or creating shame or is accusatory. And from there, you know, recognizing fine tuning how you can say the same thing with love, with compassion, with acceptance, and also a little digni- dignity, sorry, and respect sprinkled in. So I find a really great way to you know, treat one another with respect and dignity is to try sitting close. So try touching, whether that's you know, sitting next to each other so that your thighs are touching, or you know, holding hands, or you know, sitting on opposite ends of the couch but touching with your feet. I find that touch can be really grounding and remind us that the person we're talking to is indeed a human being. So you want to choose like a quiet, private place where you won't be distracted or interrupted, if possible, right? That's not always possible, but definitely a place where you can bring one another's full attention and presence to the conversation. I also would encourage exploring setting a... Intention and intention together. So creating sort of a conscious container for the conversation by being Intentional about what you each are both bringing to the conversation or the container so, you know, is it about being present and being aware and offering nonviolent communication And being open to finding you know a next step moving forward and you know something that you can both take away from the conversation and apply into your sex life so the intention can be you know whatever it is for you but it can be a way to whatever it is for you I mean like obviously but it's just a way for you to create like that conscious container so maybe just Your intention is that you are both showing up and creating a loving environment for each other to share in and that you agree on that before having the conversation. Okay, my friend, I just realized that my mic had some serious feedback, so thanks for bearing with me and I hope that this tantalizes your earbuds a little bit better. Okay, so if you are in a long term partnership and you have never had these conversations before, it might feel a little bit challenging to flex this kind of communication muscle and I also just want to honor and address that there may be fears that you could be harboring around how your partner will respond or that they may internalize any of the information that you want to share and communicate with them as meaning that they have been you know dissatisfying you in the bedroom etc and so you know I would suggest having a mutual conversation where you wipe the slate clean, that you let this be a conversation where you start fresh as though like this is the first time you've met, you know, kind of vibe and to really not make meaning from it, like not make it mean anything about who you are as a lover or how Um, what your performance is as a lover or any of those things. I mean culture has made us feel like so much of what happens in the bedroom is on our shoulders as though we are the only person that can come and give an orgasm to our partner and that is absolutely a hundred percent not true. So take some of that pressure off. Let this be something where you are just getting to start over and getting to really show or share what is authentic for you. And some partners might need that reassurance, right? They may need to know that it isn't about them and that you enjoy having sex with them or that, you know, you're turned on by them or that you desire them That's definitely something you can check in and ask. You know, how does this conversation make you feel? Is there anything that you need to know from me? Or what is this bringing up within you? And it's so important to, you know, allow one another to get vulnerable here. To If there is, you know, shame or embarrassment or, you know, bigger needs that... Are surfacing that we let that be felt and known. And, you know, this is a great time to also share that it can be helpful to share with your partner that, you know, our sex lives ebb and flow over space and time. So because you are coming to your partner now with a conversation around sex or a need around sex, doesn't mean that. That need has always been there. I mean, it could be that the need has always been there. (laughs) But again, we don't have to make it mean anything, right? It can just be what it is, a need that is finally being communicated. So knowing that this sex conversation isn't about criticizing our partner's performance, you can go ahead and use I feel statements. So, you know, I feel like rather than, you make me feel like, or you do this, which when we speak that way, it immediately puts people on the defense and they're no longer listening to what you're saying. So when we share from a I feel place, it's really powerful because like you can't argue with how someone feels, that's their feelings. You're a real asshole if you say, you don't feel that way. And so it allows, you know, the person who is speaking from the eye perspective to also take responsibility for how they feel. And again, when we do that, it offers the space for really deep and true listening. So it's not always that folks are bad communicators. It's more so that they're bad listeners. <laughs> so we want to create a space for no interruptions and that's something i should have shared earlier with the intention like you really want to make sure that each other agrees that this is a place where we can speak freely without judgment shame or blame and especially without interruptions so i know sometimes in my relationship when we're being really conscious of the way we communicate Like we will share what we want or need in the moment. So for example, you know, I might tell my partner that I have something to share and that I really just want him to listen to me. Because sometimes it's easy to get caught up in how, you know, we're going to respond or what we might say next. And in that way, we aren't truly listening to what our partner is sharing. Um, and other times I might ask my partner for a reflection or for his feedback, but I usually won't do that till after I'm done sharing so that I know I've given him the space to also truly listen to me. You know, our, our you know MO from the culture we grew up in is often to want to swoop in and to fix or save. So it can be you know, an important muscle to flex—this listening muscle. Now, I always say that when you share this kind of information, it can be really helpful to share it as a shit sandwich. <laughs> so, you you know what a sandwich is? We've got two slices of bread with the filling in the middle, and a shit sandwich to me is—you know—the filling in the middle is kind of like the shit. maybe it's the critique or the thing that we want to change. And the loaves of bread on either side are like the ways that we can deliver that with kindness, compassion, dignity, and respect. So I'd love to give you an example of a shit sandwich. So I might say to my partner, I really love when you focus on giving me pleasure and making sure that I have an orgasm. But sometimes... I would love to just have fun and explore and to take some of that pressure off. So I think it would be really great to just take orgasm off the table for even just one of our sexual experiences and instead focus on our own needs and how we can increase pleasure for ourselves and each other. What do you think? Is there anything you'd like to explore? So you can see within that I'm sort of delivering what it is I'd like to change in a really like kind and compassionate way. So explore that, you know, take what it is that you want to, you know, talk about or that you want to explore in the bedroom. And on one side of it, share the good, like share what you really love. And on the other t- other side of it, you know, what you would like to see moving forward so in in a positive direction does that make sense so instead of saying don't do that you know try saying I really like it when emphasize what you like and what you would like to explore moving forward Now another way I really like to solidify what I enjoy in the bedroom, like a communication tool that I use, is to really in the moment be super, super clear. So if I like what my partner is doing, I will say, this feels really good. You know, this is perfect exactly as you're doing it. Don't stop doing this specific thing. So I know in the moment, my partner is getting a very positive, you know, reinforced feedback about what I like. And I might even at the end of our sexual encounter say, wow, I really loved when you did that blah, 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 you know? And I've shared this in other podcasts, the way that we can deliver that kind of information at the very end sort of like a conscious wrap-up of the experience where you share, wow, I really loved, you know, whatever that thing was that you did. A part of the sex that we just had that wasn't my favorite or where I felt the energy fell a little bit flat was here, but I'm super pumped to, you know, explore more of this next time. Okay, so also the whole point of communicating with your partner is to hear what they want to say also. So the key when listening is to really try and detach from your emotional responses. And again, you can share that information in the beginning. You know, another th- another way that you can help maybe take some of the edge or the meaning making off of it is to say like, I... I want, I'm bringing this up to connect with you because I really love you and I really value and care about our relationship and I'd really like us to work on it so that we can continue to enjoy one another's bodies and be in deep connection and intimacy when, with one another. I really value you that much. <laughs> So we really want to try and leave our own baggage at the door and to stay curious and open. Now, one of the ways you can do that is to try and put yourself in your partner's shoes or, you know, expand your perspective, pardon me, by appreciating that your reality is not the only one. Sometimes I have these moments. I don't know if you've ever had this experience where (laughs) I sit back and I'm like, Jesus, like we all have our own lenses from which we see the world through, you know, and it can be so hard to remember that everybody is looking at the world through their own lens and that we don't all have the same perspectives. I mean, that is so obvious. And yet it can be hard to sometimes consciously remember that when we are, you know, engaging in conversation with other people. So again, this isn't a place to judge or interrupt. It's not a place to criticize. It's a safe and secure place to really be brave and to be vulnerable. So make sure that you vocalize that ahead of time. And remember that we all come to this conversation around sex with our own baggage, our own hangups, our own conditioning, our own messaging. So let that be a reminder to really be open and curious. And ask your partner questions. Get clarification. Don't assume that you know what they mean. And so a really powerful tool you can use is mirroring. So mirror back what your partner said. I heard you share that you want me to explore kink with you. Can you tell me what kink means for you? Or wow, thank you so much for sharing that fantasy of wanting me to walk through the door, walk up to you, grab you at the neck, push you up against a wall, and start to make passionate love to your face. (laughs) When, What time of day would you like to do this? What should I be wearing? You know, how hard do you want me to grab your neck? Those are really great questions to ask in the moment for clarity purposes. And on that note, I want to share that being open with your partner about your fantasies can be very arousing. Even this conversation about like how to have sex or what you're desiring, all of that can be very arousing. So let that be fuel to have the conversation, you know, just going there and discussing sex and what you like or what you want that can trigger arousal in your partner. If you guys are experiencing low desire or things have been flatlining in the bedroom, this is a really great way to mix things up. It's like I said at the beginning, to keep things vibrant and alive. So I just wanna close with some basic questions you can ask, you know, you can set the time aside for a sex talk, and these are some questions you can ask to get a better understanding of each, of each other's expectations in the bedroom. So question one, what is the time of day when you feel most sexual? You know, when do you feel like having sex in your mind? Does suck, does seduction belong to a specific gender? You know, do you feel like I should be doing all the seducing or do you feel like you should be doing all the seducing? What are your views on seduction? How do you want sexual initiation to begin? Do you prefer words? Do you prefer touch? Do you want it to be spontaneous? Does it feel better to be planned? Or is it a mix of both? What moods or rhythms, what do you prefer in the bedroom? You know, what movements turn you on during sex? And what does having sex mean to you in general? In an ideal world, how often would you like to have sex? These are great places to begin having a conversation if you haven't already. Okay, my friends, that is all for today. I hope this conversation has been helpful. There's been a lot of use of the word conversation in this podcast episode. So I don't know, maybe listen to it with your lover. You can play a drinking game to it. I'm just kidding. But I mean, if you want to spice things up. No, seriously, I am kidding. Okay, (laughs) I really got to go today. I wish you all the best. Definitely be brave, be wild. Get out of the social scripts that say, we can't talk about sex, that we should just shove it under the rug and carry on we know better don't we we know better we know these conversations matter and we desire to have these conversations so that we can have the rockin' sex life we deserve so go forth be bountiful in the bedroom and I will talk to you again next week all right my friend if you would sometimes rather binge watch old episodes of friends on netflix then get it on with your partner i've got you check out my link below to sign up and receive a practical and informative guide with revolutionary ideas and support for increasing desire in the bedroom not only will you find seven helpful tips but also practical home play exercises that you can start incorporating into the bedroom tonight. So check it out, the link below. This free guide is called Reignite Desire in the Bedroom.